Jesus, it's a fire. It's a dumpster fire in here tonight. Might have to do some excommunication. Show what love really is. Love punishes iniquity. Love hates wickedness. Can you believe that love hates? Some people are so gone in the black sun that they can't even wrap their mind around love hating things. Praise the Lord of hosts. Good to be here tonight in the glory. Shaka. Hopefully you don't have to do too much wrestling in here so I can help the people out there that actually will grow and bear fruit. That's what I always want to do. It's always for others. You just always think of others more highly than yourself in Christ when you're in your own cross. Submitted to the boss. So you don't get tossed by every wind of doctrine to and fro. In the glow. So you know what love is. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Man, the enemy really filled the wounds of the soul with Kabbalah. It's really astonishing. That's why the apostolic fathers and mothers are going to demonstrate a more rigid righteousness and a more glorified wisdom to the believers than ever before because the father and mother wounds are the places where the enemy is still taking advantage of you, some of you knowingly, some of you unknowingly. I've noticed this for 23 years. The enemy can only work through a perversion of love and a perversion of a father and mother figure in your lives, in your souls, in your minds, in your subconscious and unconscious. That's the place of demonic influence currently in your souls, some of you in your spirits. You can be in the spirit, doesn't mean you're in the throne of Jesus. You got to be in his spirit to be in his throne. Iniquity is being in your spirit and thinking your spirit is right with God. That's the sin of iniquity. Iniquity is sinning in the spirit. There's archangels over those who sin in the spirit and we didn't have them here today. I wouldn't be able to broadcast in a higher righteousness because it's so ugly. Truth in you. I ain't gonna butter it up either or I'm not gonna water it down because I'm not a false teacher. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And the enemies are invisible shadows that come in the guise of Christ. And the only way you get delivered is by healing the soul in Mother God and Father God. 
That's why there's female apostles, Potini, Mary Magdalene, the three Marys at the cross, John, Mary Company, John Company. If you didn't have female apostles, you'd never be healed from the curse of the fall. Jesus. That's the truth, I know. That's why Bob Jones always said, it's the time of the woman. And I didn't understand that fully until recently. It's the time of the female apostle because you can't get your mother wounds healed. Some of your mothers are just total devils. I mean, just absolute antichrist. And so until you have a mother figure that's like God, Holy Spirit, brooding mother hen at his ribs, and Jesus Christ knew the Holy Spirit as his mother. If you read the Bible, it says, Who is my mother and my brother and my sisters? He or she who does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother and my brother and my sisters. Jesus Christ, red letters. He had to renounce earthly mom, earthly dad. Joseph's already dead. Scholars believe Joseph died. Who knows? Probably trying to be his father. Get in the way of Father God. That's the quickest way to die. By killing yourself, by fighting the will of God poured out in all flesh. The river of life is the will of life, of God the Father's life in the third heaven. Poured out on everyone. You want to cut your life short? Try to be a father or mother instead of letting God be father or mother. That's what the false apostolic and the antichrist and the sorcerers of Babylon are. A sorcerer is also known as a father. You have no fathers except him in heaven, it is written. Why? Because he's dealing with the sorcerers of the Pharisees, scribes, and teachers of the Bible, which is law. Teachers of the Bible, which is the law. I love you guys. Hope you guys are going to receive God the Father's correction towards you tonight. And Holy Spirit, your Heavenly Mother's correction towards you tonight. Because we want to take flight in heavenly delight out of sight of Earth's blight and Moon's blight and Sun's blight and Cosmic blight, which is Kabbalah, which is your arch nemesis, the tree of knowledge. Your arch nemesis, the tree of knowledge, it's cosmic. Sorcerer has been perfecting it for 2,000 years in a new covenant. Potent sorcery, Babylon the Great, written in the 90s AD by John on Patmos, which means this for this generation to deal with the maturity of sorcery, which is Jewish Kabbalah. And it's everywhere in Christianity. In fact, it's hard to find a Christian not filled with light in them that's actually darkness. Some of you are completely filled with false light and just totally ignorant. And I love you. It doesn't mean I reject you or condemn you, but you have to put your flesh, your blood, your mind, your will, your heart, and your spirit on an altar and let it burn even more. Don't get off the altar. You're just getting started. Yeah. Some of you barely been in the light of his glory for a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years. Talk to me in 70 years. That's what John is. John talked to you after 70 years 
in the hundredfold glory. He was in his early 20s or late teens at the cross, probably early 20s because he started in his late teens. He was the youngest of the 12 apostles, Apostle John, who wrote Revelation. He was in his 90s when he wrote the book of Revelation, which means he had been in the hundredfold glory realm for 70 years. You've been in the mine two days, boy, talk to me in 20 years. Zoolander reference. God, is that you? Yes, it is God. Finally. Let their eyes be open, Lord. Prophecy. Wisdom. Rigid righteousness, which in it has actual intoxication that doesn't mock maturity higher than you. Doesn't put up a guard. Doesn't have a defense. It melts like wax at the presence of God. How do I know that joy is a defense for more than God? Because everyone I've seen in the drunken glory for 16 years has used it against God. Joy. And they justify, they self-justify, they say, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's a defense against the Spirit when you're in the Spirit. Because it's about measurements. Truth, anyhow. Seen it thousands of times. And we justify and say, Oh man, I'm in right standing with God. Look at me in the joy. Look at me laughing and giggling and goofing off. And having no maturity and no wisdom and no success and, and no actual righteousness. None. Zero. It all belongs to Christ. No one has any except Christ in you. If you follow through, then you won't be counterfeit blue, which is revelation without love and considering others. Revelation without love is a clanging cymbal, a resounding gong. 1 Corinthians 13, it is written, if you have revelation and don't esteem others more highly than yourself, you're not walking in the spirit. You're walking in Satan. Sorcery is knowledge without love. The Bible says at any point in growing in this world, you can fall. Which means if you stop loving and using the things of God to benefit others around you, first your spouse, then the chicken and the mouse, and then your whole house was to be thrown in the lake of fire. Because if you have revelation without love, you're going to the lake of fire. Truth anyhow, that's what iniquity is. Iniquity is using the cosmic tree of knowledge. It's using intelligence of the angels. They could be good, they could be bad, they could be ugly. It could be anything from God. Everything is from God. The Bible says everything's from God. He's the creator of everything. The issue is, are you using it and expressing it in love, agape, for the benefit and the enrichment of everyone around you? That's what the white throne judgment seat of Christ judges. It judges the thoughts and the intentions of your heart and also your mind and also stuff behind your mind and in your mind at a DNA level. It judges your words. It judges your walks. Judgment is the only way to grow in Christ, the stairway to heaven. 
each stair of light and around tree, chapter one and two, is a judgment of me and you. Which means you can't go up without clean hands and a pure heart unless you go around the sheep gate, which is where the thieves and robbers are who don't bring increase and pleasure to the throne of Jesus in the sun. It's always destruction, damage. It's always problems. It's never refreshment. It's always destruction. You know, the angel Abaddon of death, his name in Greek means destroyer. Look around your life and see if things are being destroyed. And don't blame others. Let your heart and your mind and your bones and your marrow go on the altar and get delivered from your own demon gods. Get deliverance from sorcery. Get deliverance from selfishness. You can get delivered in Christ where we kill ourselves and say, I'm already delivered. Brandon, I know better than you. You don't understand the visions I'm having, the dreams I'm dreaming. Well, I do understand. I've watched the false prophetic and Jezebel in the dream realm and the dream catcher and Belphegor and the sloth demon. I've watched them destroy my generation and they're destroying many of you and it's real and you're not in a safe place we have people in rlm having their cars stolen both of them husband and wife last night and they're like i'm just so sick of this i haven't done anything wrong i don't i'm telling you you can't bear fruit on earth anymore you have to rise from the dead in obedience to what he said you are not safe unless you are ascending in obedience to a stricter, more rigid righteousness that has a greater joy in it that you sloppy drunks know nothing about. Sloppy drunks. We need Father's cognac. We want to be around his fireplace in elegance and class in excellence. You don't have that in your lives. Some of you have a little bit. Most of you have zero. And you're slobs and you're disgusting, and the quality of your life is like a rat's nest. The Lord rebukes Satan out of your souls. This generation is being annihilated by fallen angels, demon gods, powerful class of demon gods that wrestle under the sun, but it's sideways to the sun. It's apart from the thrones in the stars that praise his name. They siphon the light and the energy outside of the stars that don't break their orbit. That's why they're called wandering stars in the Apostle Jude's writings. They steal light in the whole stairway of the second heavens. They steal their keepers and revealers of light and mysteries to the children of Satan who pretend to be Christians on earth. Half of you are deceived by them right now. And it's not Jesus, it's Satan and his angels. Therefore, we need discernment on the way to Joel's bar. The angels were tickling my nose and I had to start brushing my nose. And the nose in prophetics represents discernment. Discernment is also known as wisdom or the gift of wisdom. Without discernment and a greater wisdom that kills beasts, and mixes wine and prepares feasts inside the stars, not outside them. 
inside the 12 gates, inside the 12 pearls, outside them are the dogs and sorcerers, practitioners of magic arts, and those who love the lie and the sexually immoral. It is written. That is what the cosmic garment of Christ who fills the universe is warring against in your members tonight, in your bowels, in your organs, in your cells and atoms and molecules. Christ is warring through flesh and blood as it is written, in those days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and they shall dream dreams and they shall see visions in that day when the moon turns to blood blood and fire and billows of smoke and it ain't no joke because the first judgment will come to the glory stream well let's say the sons of god outside the glory stream to us to us the first judgment will come to the pioneers that's why it's been so severe you want this in your house you want this in your life you want this in your ministry you want this in your marketplace you want this righteous life of enoch this righteous life of moses and elijah this righteous life of the lord jesus christ it's going to cost you all your inconceivable realms hidden in your heart to be unveiled before his light and it's not gonna make you look good it's gonna make you look forgiven it's gonna make you look like him we like to cover ourselves in fig leaves we like to cover our sins we like to self-promote self-protect we like all kinds of forms of self-righteousness and we call it god and we call it christianity and we call it obedience we call it all kinds of things but we don't call it what it actually is it's sorcery self-righteousness is sorcery the ones who self-justify in u.s politics the ones that lie and manipulate using the media using advertisements on tv to get election votes november 4th all y'all getting their spam right now on your cell phones you can't watch tv in any city in the usa without seeing their advertisements it's called sorcery it's putting a manipulative lie presenting it as truth and allowing it to go into senses so even if you have a feast table of the Lord Jesus Christ now if it comes off the feast table and someone presents it to you through a different realm a different platter a different plate does that mean that you got the original from me you got a counterfeit you got a copy the original has only the worth a counterfeit and a copy in anything in the earth has zero value zero which means if you are not an original right now everything in your life is worthless and that is ultimately the sins of the demon gods tricking you through leviathan through word twisting light twisting you hear one thing you see one thing and then it's interpreted 25 different ways well who has it accurately only jesus and him crucified to death 
Jesus is the only one who has the accurate account. And the accurate account comes forth by his Holy Spirit, inspiring prophets that don't add their perception or their own interpretation. The Bible says no interpretation of Scripture is for individual interpretation, which means it has to be in the same inspiration, in the same presence of His holy glory. Where the cross is, there you'll find the correct interpretation, for there you'll find divine agape love in the great white dove, and you'll be in the above and your interpretation of scripture will not be for personal gain or even for the gain of what you think is Jesus and what you think is God. Because a lot of times we have this externalism. A lot of times we have a Jesus on our shoulder that's a demon. Right? That's the truth anyhow. False Jesus is everywhere. Every religious spirit pretends to the believer to be Jesus Christ. Screw tape letters galore in 2022. People self-justifying. I have heard from God. Let it be tested amongst the elders. Let it be tested with at least 70 prophets. Right? Nothing to hide. Two or three prophets. Let it be tested in the fire of God. Let it be tested in the stars. Let's see if it burns when it goes into the beams and wings of the Son of Righteousness. If is there anything left in your spirit, in your soul, in your body that's original, in your flesh, in your bones, in your brains, in your marrow, in your house, anything that didn't come from another. We got this hand-me-down charismatic Christianity. You know, that always produces an Absalom principality until we have the direct revelation. Not from Nathan, not from Bathsheba, not from David, but from Christ. And then tested amongst the elders of Israel. Tested amongst the heavenly Sanhedrin. Tested amongst the cloud of witnesses. Tested in fire seven times. And ultimately, that's what we're bringing forth. The number seven. Seven-headed beast, mostly. In that day when everyone's hearts will be revealed. What's the heart? All wickedness. Jeremiah. That means all wickedness getting revealed. First, in Red Letter Ministries. Amen? Yeah, and we try to cover and protect. I tell you what, getting uncovered and letting the seven spirits of God protect through judgment is the only way to be clothed in righteousness by grace, saved on a celestial level from Kabbalah that's intent on enslaving the nations now so desperately that people out there that aren't taking ascension seriously, that aren't taking annihilation on their own cross seriously, are literally dying, getting kidnapped, getting raped, getting sawed in half, getting killed by immigrants. I mean, you look at Christians getting abducted, teenage girls in high school that go to youth group, abducted by illegal aliens, raped and decapitated. It happens all the time. Murder is at an all-time high right now. Truth, anyhow. 
And we're playing games out here. We're like, oh, I'm safe. Woe to them who say they're safe and have not yet been sanctified. These are the ones who self-justify. This is what we're dealing with in our own hearts. I want you to be safe. But I know for a fact, if my covering were lifted off of many of you, you would die. You wouldn't make it. You'd be hit by a bus. You'd be killed by a real gangster. You need to come to a place where you are actually safe in Christ, through the cross, in the stairway of light, in obedience, in the sun. In the coming days, nobody will be safe unless they're sealed inside the 12 gates of the sun. I know there will be absolute annihilation of wickedness on earth. And you're already beginning to see a taste of that judgment to the inhabitants of the earth. Woe to you, it is written. Remember, that's written in the 90s. It's like 70 years after Jesus is crucified, 65 years after Jesus said it was finished, he's saying woe to the inhabitants of the earth. If you are not ascending, the path of the lightnings. There's a reason why the Antichrist took Enoch out of the Bible. It was canonized scripture for 500 years. For the first 500 years of global Christianity, Enoch was Bible. It was the 67th book of the Bible. Pope took it out in the council in Rome in 500 AD. Why? Because in the future, Satan and his angels knew if you understood celestial Christianity, there'd be no stopping you. Especially the ones with purity. The ones without purity, it's easy to stop them because they just fall constantly. But the ones that are pure, the ones that are circumcised of heart, mind, and bone, and marrow, they can ascend with clean hands and a pure heart and they don't lift themselves up. There's no self-lifting. There's no mental ascension. The self-nature cannot cause you to ascend and fly into the sun. Bob Jones called it flying into the sun. That's how you get the ravens off your back. You got to ascend into the sun, the sun of righteousness, with healing in his beams and wings, both the angelic, all the angels, and the light of the sun as white sun. Glory, light, in the luminaries and all sinners shall be ignorant of the stars enoch wrote which means you're practicing false light if you don't understand the stairway of the stars into the third heaven through the second heavens all the angels that fell and the stars that fell are wandering stars the ones that remain in orbit all praise the lord every single one in the cosmos that obeys his orbit that isn't a fallen wandering star is perfect. Okay, the Bible says that God created the stars, the sun, and the moon, and said it was good. Genesis 1, he said it was good. The only thing he said was very good was man on the sixth day, because man had dominion over the good. Very good was to take dominion over the good. Stars are good. Wandering stars is dragon tail. That's the false prophet. That's the, all the religion in the world. That's Kabbalah. 
That stuff wanders. That stuff has no long-term fruit. It's fickle, it's selfish, it's evil. It's constantly tempting you to leave the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day. That is what we are at war against in our own members, not in others. We always want to blame others. It's always someone else's fault when you're demon-possessed. It's you. It's you growing up and getting burnt up from the floor up on the inside out and constantly examining yourself to see if you're in the faith because you can't know your own heart, it is written. Nobody can know or see their heart. God is the revealer of hearts, which means you have to trust someone more than yourself in order to get clean in the circumcision of the heart and the circumcision of the mind, and the circumcision of the bones, and the circumcision of the marrow. Foreskins don't matter. Now, in the New Covenant, what matters is circumcision of spirit, soul, mind, and bone, and marrow. That's written in Hebrews 4.12. All the other stuff is just sexual morality from lust and debauchery out there that is being burned away and thrown in the lake of fire today. The purity of Christ is not in the foreskin it's in the spirit soul mind and bone and you should squirm because the judgment is going through the networks in the high place and the low place and all the world wide web pornography is going to get thrown in the lake of fire sexual morality lust all of the dolling yourself up for the opposite sex and the intentions of your heart to lure with the eyes is the spirits of lust that are under total annihilating judgment right now in all the earth from the earth star and from the morning star and from the sun of righteousness and from the new moon amen from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the seven spirits of God there shall come forth a judgment in this time that will annihilate shadows demons in all dimensions but they love the world wide web this is where the front lines battle has been for currency whether it be fiat or bitcoin don't matter economic buying power internet we have missed it you have missed it you need to repent and understand it's about energy it's about light it's about blood and dna and cleansing cables cords networks and streams of energies in the internet the world wide web all banking systems are linked to internet cables and you have all kinds of psycho demon possessed schizophrenic people out there with conspiracy theories and that is not what we're talking about that stuff can be thrown the lake of fire what we're talking about is removing darkness entirely from the earth for light to flow through the internet which will be the harvesting of the souls of the end times it's all energy the fact that you can look on a screen on your cell phone, your computer, your TV right now and see me is a miracle of science. It's spiritual science. You grew up with it, you take it for granted, you just expect to have all this digital stuff around you, but go back 50 years, you didn't even have color TV. Black and white only. Another 50 years before that, most people in America didn't even have electricity. You had the Iceman dropping off bags of ice at your door and the Milkman dropping off milk. You guys, this solar technology has come from the throne of Jesus in the sun 
And it's not just solar panels, it's not just LifePo4 batteries, and it's not all the... What it is, it's Jesus and his energy annihilating Satan and his energy in the earth and in the sky and in the heavens and around the stars. They're around the stars, that's why they look like the stars. Stars of light that deceive. But they're not the actual stars. They're not Deborah 520 when the stars warred for Deborah against Cicero, who is Satan. It's a different dimension of stealing and destroying. That's why if anyone comes to the Father, where's the Father's throne? The Father's throne is in the heavens, and the earth is his footstool, it is written. But if they don't go through Jesus, which is through the annihilation of the cross, it's all selfishness out there. And that's ultimately what causes the fall of each and every one. Self-preservation. It's all kinds of manipulation that can get you to stop loving the way God loves. That his nature is now discarded as a used tampon. As unrighteousness. Woe to them who call evil good and good evil. Unrighteousness and righteousness. 1 John chapter 1. Which means you have to get forgiven constantly from the false to live in the true. And this is the circumcision in you. Through and through, not a one-time cutting until everything can be cut out of you. Spirit, soul, mind, bone, and marrow, DNA, by God's sperm genetic of the Word of God in your spirit, lifting you up into everything that can burn for believers' rewards. All you gotta do is fly into the sun. Go deeper today fly higher today. Don't stay in the elevation you're at. Listen, you tune into Joel's bar, you get an upgrade, or you can just sit there and defend what you had from 10 years ago, our 2008 Drunken Glory movement, when the Drunken Glory movement is 100,000 times greater in me than it was in 2008, and you're just totally deceived. There is always greater wine in the aging of the divine kind. He saves the best wine for last. It wasn't the best at the first. It was mixed with lust. Just like most of you listening right now. Because of a lack of drinking and the presence of thinking. There's pride in you. And that's why we need to follow through. Right through the buckaroo. Deer hunting season. The deer of the false morning. My day is already done, the Corinthians told Apostle Paul and Apostle Barnabas. And they were like, oh yeah, well, I wish it really has so we come sit under you as kings. Bunch of goofballs. Sitting in their rat's nest in Corinth, thinking they've already arrived, and there's absolutely no excellence in Corinth, in the Bible. And they were self-justifying, using the gifts of the Spirit from Apostle Paul and Barnabas. We've already become the celestial sons of God, they proclaimed. Paul says, you've still become the sons of Satan because of a lack of transfiguration. Because pride puffs up with revelation. And so you become a clanging symbol, 1 Corinthians 13. Because you have revelation without love, and that's what's wrong this hour around this power in this town with every clown we've had revelation and intoxication without actual character character is the most important thing to God 
integrity, excellence of spirit, the spirit of Daniel, where you can stand before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's who Nebuchadnezzar is called in the Bible. Bible calls him King of Kings. And there was a royalty. If you went into Buckingham Palace, you went into the 13 crown families of Europe, would there be such a royal dignity and kingly dignity about you that they could say, oh, you belong here? Or would they just escort you out because you just look like scum? Now, we have this thing where appearances and I don't, I don't need to conform to that system. You need to conform to an excellence of a royalty beyond Pontius Pilate and Caesar, like Jesus Christ standing on his condemnation day, where Pontius Pilate could tell by how he carried himself, this man's a king. There was no self-defending, there was no fear. There was a real king standing in my room. And Pilate was terrified. Are people terrified of how royal and how much dignity, how much integrity, how much excellence, the words out of your mouth, how you carry yourself, that an unbeliever, Pontius Pilate, would be terrified of you today? Are you still yet fake Christians? Are you yet still Laodicean? I'm telling you now, the excellence and the royalty and the kingliness of the saints has yet to come forth from the earth into the heavenlies. Until that level of character is formed on your inside. We say we're kings, kids, but we live like trash. We don't have the kingly nature formed in us, and then we self-justify. It's just written in the Bible. You know, that's sorcery. That's iniquity. That's religion. It's going to be different in my own expression. God made me different. And I'm punk rock, and I'm, I'm a hippie, and I'm a pirate, and I'm all this earthly culture. You don't know me. I know Christ and Him crucified, and I don't want to know you, Apostle Paul says. I want to know Christ and Him crucified. Your earthly cultures need to be dashed to pieces like pottery. Your character, apart from crucifixion, is what's holding you back. His nature and His character is what's being formed in you, not your own. When you're crucified with Christ, that means I no longer live the life and I'll live. Christ Himself, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, comes forth. And last time I looked around here, it doesn't look anything like Jesus. It looks like people trying to be Jesus, applying my revelation to their lives. In Red Letter Ministries, Minneapolis, and people in a distance, there's a grace there, but I'm sure they'd manifest the same way if they were here. So I'm not picking on anyone in particular, it's just the human nature. It's just how DNA reacts to the divine on the mountain of Hermon when you deal with the curse of the fall. When the glory of the Father shines forth through those that are truly circumcised of spirit, soul, mind, and strength and a sanctification that will bring forth the sons of God in the white dove from the white sun that's coming forth now, it will reveal your actual state of maturity where you can't even bring a defense for yourself against God. to be like, yep, that's where I'm at. And it's not a condemnation thing. It's an accurate assessment of your spiritual life in Christ of where you're at. And that's what we need. There is so much self-assessment in this place, we don't even know where we stand before God's throne. Bobby Connor says, we're all too familiar with the God we barely know. We're all too familiar with the apostolic at Joel's bar. All too familiar with the prophetic 
at Joel's bar. And it becomes familiar, so there's no reverential fear of God. And the worst place you could get is familiar and not have the sanctification. That is the point of betraying him and your eternal damnation in the lake of fire. I'm telling you, that's what people do. They get really familiar with the prophetic. Oh, yeah, Brandon Barthorpe, I know him. Oh, yeah, Rebecca, I know her. I remember her in high school. I remember him in high school. I used to do drugs with him. And so the old nature of the old man is their access point, but they're a new creature in Christ. So they're judging God himself. And we say, oh, you're judging me right now. I'm judging you righteous with a cleansing righteous judgment because that's what love is. Love is judgment. God is love. And last time I checked, God's on the throne of judgment. You think he gets off his judgment seat for you so that you could just live like a hippie? So you could just live like a poser? A copycat pretender? God is not going to change his nature for you. You need to change your mental and moral attitude to be in actual right standing with a God you're too familiar with and barely even know. We get familiar with revelation. We get the teaching, but turn it into symbolism and symbols and gongs and clanging and sounds that don't have the character and the nature of the Father's written ascribed attributes manifest in manifest glory coming forth through our souls. So we think, oh, I already know that. I'm already walking in that. It's actually my original revelation. I'm the one that introduced that to the body of Christ. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus used you. Jesus used me. Jesus is the original, and you're becoming original as you get delivered from the layers of your own pride. Me too. That is the honey from the rock. Oh, the rock of ages delivering us from our ages of man and woman pride. And there's honey coming out of it. Now, if you fall on that rock, you're crushed to powder, but if it falls on you, decimated through and through. Which means you don't even go to heaven. Which means you, if you, unless you humble yourself, you can't be saved. Salvation is an act of humility and a dependence on a person not your own. Satan is currently in you to the measure you're independent. That you're protected by yourself, by the, the guns in your house. A lot of you stockpile guns and collect guns. Well, that's very common amongst conservative Christians and Republicans. We love our Second Amendment. So do I. I love it. But unless Christ becomes your defense and your ammunition and your, your arsenal, everything you have to defend yourself will be stripped down by the enemy because he has legal right to idolatry. And you don't think it's going to come to that, but it will. In the coming days, these demon gods will be completely shut out of the second heavens down on earth. And if you are not in right standing and perfection in spirit, soul, mind, and body, Satan is coming. And if there's anything in you that he legally owns, it will rip it out of you by force. And some of you will not live unless you get right. And it's that serious. We've already seen so many destroyed. In the coming days, you haven't even seen judgment yet. I'm excited for it because I'm flying into the sun. And we're actually the ones that are bringing it forth. 
We had to go through all this judgment ourselves as apostles in this generation in order to bring it upon the whole world. The Bible says when your obedience is complete, you'll be swift to punish all disobedience. It is written, and Noah, a preacher of righteousness, raised a standard and condemned the world. Which world are we condemning? The old world is condemned already and is waiting the judgment of fire, Peter writes. The fire of the Son of Righteousness that will burn it up with unquenchable fire first in the house of Christianity. Judgment begins in our house first and then every other house like the houses we judge like the Democrats or the homosexuals and all those that we so judge and condemn as easily condemnable. No, judgment's not beginning there. The first to be judged and thrown in the lake of fire come from the house of Christianity. And speaking in tongues won't be a good defense. It'll be the inner man formed in the character and nature of God the Father. Woo! He is going to cleanse Christianity to be his exact representation of his light being. The outrain brilliance of God the Father's true agape Christian love. And it will be a white dove, but it will be a white dove in the sun that will judge all impurity. This is what judgment is doing. It's judging the spirits of lust. It's judging the spirits of pride. All that secret garbage and junk you harbor in your hearts. Some of you sickos that still have lust towards Rebecca and I. You're the first ones to get judged. You're in a terrible spot. You need circumcision of heart and mind and bones. That little flirtatious thing in you is the devil in you. It will turn on you. You need purity and your life depends on it right now. This is not a time to be fickle with purity. You know, I'll just tell you a testimony. The last couple years I've been irritated with Rebecca because of her rigid righteousness and her staunch stance in agape love. And I'd honestly be like, this seems a little rigid to me, okay? I'll just be, confess my sins and weaknesses before he boasts of my weaknesses because I was irritated by it because it seems like it's constantly hammering the same demon. And that demon is in all of us and that's the lust of Satan. And unless you have a rigid righteousness, and the reason why I finally understood today why Rebecca had to take a stand like that against the counterfeit is because if you have even minute lust in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, you turn into sorcery when you ascend into the heavenly. As you've seen all these goofballs out here that have done that very thing, and now they're smoking drugs, and now they're justifying lust and no one's perfect grace abounds. No, they're already in their punishment, making their way into a celestial lake of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. Some of them are eternally damned already, like Judas Iscariot. It's true. They're wandering further and further away from rigid righteousness through the justification of not being perfect. Be perfect as your Father in heaven's perfect. Jesus Christ said that to everyone, not just his disciples, before they'd even received the Holy Spirit. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How? Because you can have cleanness. You can be clean. 
You can have moral uprightness, and the Bible says that's your job, not something God does to you. That's the decision you make to stand in moral uprightness of spirit and thought. You can check those thoughts when they come and they hit you. A secret marriage to the apostle in the invisible realm. They accuse us of the same sins they commit, if you haven't noticed. One day it's like, Brandon is my boyfriend, the next day I'm destroying Red Letter Ministries. And we've seen it like 10 times. It's Jezebel, guys. It's a principality of lust, a former archangel that's killing you people. And part of it is still in this tribe. Just because I've broken through and have overcome does not mean you have. And so the strictness and the seriousness that these infants in Christ look up to Rebecca and I and just judge, oh, they're not drunk anymore, and I just gotta listen to Stacy Denbor from 20 years ago, and that's all I can receive right now. No, people do that. I just have to go into that wild drunkenness of David Vaughn from 2008 and the Florida outpouring because I can't listen to this Brandon and, and Rebecca anymore because it's too rigid. You ain't gonna make it. You'll be destroyed by the fallen angels, guaranteed. This rigid righteousness is drunker than you goofballs who use drunkenness to cover your lost spirits. I'm telling you now, you need to ascend the stairway of the lightnings with a pure heart clean hands, clean minds, pure intentions, and you'll be given better wine, the wine of the marriage supper of the Lamb, that you can't even comprehend right now in your current state. That's what the Bible says. I will prepare things for you beyond your wildest imagination if you're obedient to the dunamis power working in your spiritual stomachs and you don't become a swine with the wine. You don't leave the path of the lightnings. You let the lightnings judge your spirit, your heart. You can't judge yourself. I don't judge myself. Jesus Christ said, I don't even judge you. <laughs> Father is judge, which means the judgment is as you're ascending. And some of you on the earth have all this self-judgment and you're just self-righteous and you think you're right with God. The Bible says the Father is the judge. As soon as you start ascending by the Holy Spirit without self-ascension, self-promotion, and you let the Spirit lift you up, the Spirit of truth lead you into all truth, then your heart and mind and bones and marrow and DNA, which is the words that make you a being, are revealed as junk and garbage, which is sanctification, seven, 14 plus three years in Arabia, 17 years, another seven. It took Apostle Paul to come out of Jeffrey Dahmerville. Serial killer. Probably would have killed you. Had you arrested. Had to lower him in a basket after his conversion because the fallen angels were so angry at him because they'd shown him so much in the enemy kingdom. And they knew if Paul got sanctified and became an apostle, and with that 17 years in Arabia, it'd be used against Satan himself to destroy the kingdom of hell. And it is to this day. That's why you begin to get attacked when you turn on your old masters, when you turn on your familiars. First, you turn on your own self and put it through the cross daily. No self-love. True self-love is... Christ's cross growing in your heart and mind and your spirit shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. Amen. Love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love? Cross. Without a cross, you can't even start loving. If a person doesn't have a cross, they're not capable of loving. That doesn't mean they're not Christian. 
You know, there's people that don't have your earthly Laodicean and Christianity have bigger crosses than some of you watching right now. Why? Because they demonstrate Romans 1 by an obedience to their convicted conscience, a greater divinity than the covenant people. Romans 1, it is written. And by their conscience, they reveal that God is real, maker of heaven and earth. That their cross, the discipline that they've instilled, they might not have your Christianese. We're not stepping on toes, we're cutting them all off. New ones will grow out. They don't have your Christianese, they don't have your little church background, they might not even have your Elijah list prophetic terminology or your Barbie breathe it dream book. But what they do have is a clean conscience before God. They're in better standing with Jesus Christ than you right now. That's what the Bible says, Romans 1 and 2. You need to hear that because all of these external forms that have the appearance of good is what's under judgment right now, guys. Hypocrites, teachers of the law, and teachers of the law means teachers of the Bible. You Pharisees, you hypocrites, it means that there's a form, there is a, a symbol, there is a revelation without the actual love and nature and character of the light being on the inside. You might be the light being, and you are the most deceived person in the world if you are the light being and it's not the Father in you doing the works. You can have your spirit separated from your body in mystical teaching and still go to hell. Revelation is powerful. That's what Kabbalah is. I know I grew up Jesuit in the Roman Catholic Church. My grandpa's a Jesuit. He had tons of revelation, more than most of you. But he never talked to me about Jesus once in his entire life because it was all secret knowledge, Gnosticism to control others. That's what religious sorcery is. Ooh, hallelujah. Secret religious knowledge. That's what the black pope is. The white pope is. That's what Satan and his angels are. Using the knowledge of God. That's what the tree of knowledge of good and evil is. It's the knowledge of God. And it can be cosmic. It can be mystical. It can be celestial. Or it can be earthly. They'll let you have earthly. They'll actually probably want you on the earth. But if you must ascend and you must get into the Holy Spirit, all the temptations are there all the way up Jacob's ladder into the third heaven, right to the very gates of the third heaven. There's counterfeit all the way to that membrane where Satan can't cross anymore because he's defeated. But the truth is, those wandering stars go all the way up to the membrane of the third heaven. Which means most of you aren't wise enough or righteous enough to even know the difference right now. You need teaching. You need an illumination of inspired prophetic and revelatory teaching to build up your spirit and renew your mind to a level of discernment that can actually work against Satan and for your spirit and soul in Christ to inherit salvation angelically, it is written. Amen! John, to the seven assemblies, churches that are in Asia, may grace God's unmerited favor be granted to you in spiritual peace, the peace of Christ's kingdom from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits, the sevenfold Holy Spirit before his throne, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first 
and the last. Write promptly what you see, your vision in a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, to Laodicea. And if you get the Passion Translation, read the footnotes, gives you the prophetic definition of all the meaning of the seven names of those cities. And that's what will deliver you from the devil. Direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean those seven ancient cities. It means those ancient attributes that you're overcoming in your earthly nature. Come on now. Revelation 1.12 Then I turned to see whose was the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, which means repenting, I saw seven golden lampstands. Get oil for your lamp. More oil. Too much foolishness out there to not be filled with fresh oil. Not just upon your head, but filling your whole temple. Remember the Old Testament? The seven spirits of God represent the menorah in the holy place. It was the only light in the holy place. And it was lit by God himself. And if it, any other natural light was offered, God killed them immediately in the Old Testament and fed them to vultures and beasts and wild beasts and birds ate their flesh and gorged upon their flesh and they were sent directly to hell into Sheol where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth forever because that's wisdom to understand strange fire. Dead works, your own ideas. I do nothing except what I see my father doing. Who is your father that we may also follow him? If you knew me, you knew my father. It is written, Jesus. Now Brandon Barthor, Jesus Christ. Amen. He's in us. But I'm telling you, there's still mixture. And that mixture needs to come out. All that unrighteous judgment and idolatry of man, both, is good and evil. It's disgusting filth. That we have a, a, a higher esteem of man than we ought. Doesn't mean we are critical and negative like the accuser of the brethren. But we know that Jesus alone is God and he only lives inside vessels and they don't need to be broken vessels. That You can get that out, demon out of here. They can be healed in whole vessels. If you stay broken, well, you just become a, a mat for the fallen angels in your Christianity. That's not an overcomer. You need to get off the ground and ascend and soar on wings as eagles and get into the heavens and fly into the sun and get those ravens off your head, off your back, and off your flesh, and out your blood. Amen. He's not coming back to swine and rat blood. He's coming back to a great white eagle, a bride yoked to himself with spiritual ability that is ruling all cosmic powers, authorities, with dominion and might in an iron scepter and a crown of life, it is written, holding the morning star, which is the white earth in her hand. White earth, morning star, the light of the world. Truth in you. What is it going to take to grow us up in Christ? It's going to take apostolic and prophetic maturity like we've never seen before like we've never seen before. But it's building upon the apostles and prophets before us because that's our lineage. 
They are our fathers and our mothers in Christ, the genealogy of Christ. And there is a holy honor. For the spirit of Elijah restores the children to their fathers. It is written. Doesn't mean that they have false fathers like these sorcerers around here, making disciples of men. They become disciples of the Son of Righteousness of God with freedom and joy and their own uniqueness and their own gemstone armor and their own giftedness. What did Paul say to Timothy? Stir up that gift that you received by the laying on of hands. It was a unique gift in him, probably something Paul didn't even have. Truth anyhow. And Timothy was a great apostle at 35 years old with like 10,000 people under his apostleship. And that's where you get first and second Timothy in your Bibles. And I'm telling you, there's a hands off, brain off, control spirit, religious spirit off coming forth now in true agape, sacrificial, loving fathers and loving mothers. In the apostolic prophetic to bring the cap right off your heads but it will be rigid for a while and you hate them they'll be you'll be irritated by them you're mean you're not you don't let me be a slob you don't you're always hard on me you're always correcting me you're like always right and it's like we have all these mother and father wounds and people want to say you're not my mother well we are you're not my father well the apostles and prophets are the only ones possibly to reveal the father and mother nature of God by their own strict, rigid sanctification and testings and trials that they've endured to have the stage of leadership right now sent from God's own throne. And if you don't honor the apostles and prophets, you've never honored Jesus Christ in your entire lives. The Bible says the only way to get a prophet's reward is to honor a prophet. The only way to get a righteous person's reward, Jesus Christ said, if you believe the Bible, is to honor a righteous man and therefore receive a righteous man's reward, which is the storehouses and the windows of the celestial heavens and the angel of the treasuries of the heavens. They will pour out such a blessing in your day. You can't even have a silo in Wisconsin to contain it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. True honor. People, there's no true honor. So people have to always say, I'm not brown-nosing. That's what they say every time they write me and try to honor me. Yeah. I'm not brown-nosing. It's happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of times. I'm not brown-nosing. Because it, there's so little honor in the kingdom and people barely even live in the glory realm that we have to explain our behavior to God. And you're talking directly to the sons of God in the Son of God, dealing with false gods everywhere. And we're like always trying to explain to God what we're going through and who we are because we don't actually have faith. It's a faithlessness in us a religiousness in us that's always trying to explain to God our condition and self-justification. Because we don't actually believe in God. Religion is unbelief. Even iniquity, which is charismatic religion, 
you know, you do the gifts, the miracles, signs, and wonders, you drive out demons in my name, depart from me, worker of uh, iniquity. I didn't know you, didn't have the stairway of lightning, the path of the stars, you didn't ascend, didn't do anything. It's all earthly, it was all iniquity. It's using the gifts of the Spirit on earth is iniquity. We must be from above and not below, otherwise we're workers of iniquity. I'm telling you, it is the evidence of the angel of religion, Satan himself, still oppressing American Christians, Christians all over the planet, and we haven't broken through on the inside in our own sanctification. And once we do in our own souls, we'll go right into the sun. But you can't come in except through purification. It is written. Acts 20.32 Purified, transformed, sanctified of soul. Therefore, you get the inheritance of Jesus, not your inheritance. You don't have an inheritance. You are a co-heir with Christ. Christ shares a portion of his inheritance with you from his stash. That's what the Bible says. You don't have an inheritance on your own through works and ascension or being good or any of that nonsense. That's all satanic religion. Jesus shares out of the benevolence of his heart, the kindness of his person for those that obey him, a portion of his inheritance that he received from his father by doing the works for us. Even the works are a grace. That's why they're called graces. In the Bible, they're called graces. Works are graces. To one, he gives the works of an evangelist. The graces, if you studied out, means the graces of evangelism. It's still Jesus. He's the five smooth stones in the river. There's no apostle except Jesus. There's no prophet except Jesus. And he lives in millions of people. Now, if you let him appear and you get out of the way, you'll reveal his apostolic nature today. But if you're there and they're still looking at you, hallelujah. It ain't Christianity at all. It's not God at all. It's the devil. It's pride. It's self-righteousness. And that is what we're dealing with to be judged out of our souls in this house, in this ministry, and in all the ministries in the world. Our love for the entire body of Christ must, must grow so much more to see the river of life poured from his throne through the paths of the stars directly into the body of Christ on earth and to love every member of the body so much more than this. For our perspective to be the throne of God the Father so loved the world that he gave his son to put the river down into anyone who's thirsty and will drink it. We come into Revelation and we say, you can't have a drink. That's not your choice. The spirit and the bride say, come and drink. Is the watering hole guarded? It's guarded. Are there thieves around it? There's thieves around it. Are they going to be clean and do the right thing right when they start drinking? No, neither did anyone else who ever drank the gospel. Apostle John be the first to admit it. He had the water gospel and the gospel of John. Come to the water and drink. The spirit and the bride say drink. John wrote that in Revelation. It's still the apostle writing it by divine inspiration, but it was through his soul purified that he wrote the Bible. It was written by men. Jewish men, except for Luke, wrote the New Testament by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which is Father God's will, like liquid lightning, poured into their bodies, and they just wrote it in liquid lightning, directly from the Father's throne. That's what Scripture is. 
without any of the two cents of their culture, their nation, their time zone, their time frame, their any of it, none of it, none of time and space had any influence on the eternal word of God. That's inerrant scripture. And we have a lot of it here and we need to bear its fruit because it will continue to expand in our spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. The word must be made flesh, living epistles read of all men at a celestial level, demonstrating what's available out of the earth. The firmament shines with wisdom. Those who teach and train in righteousness shine as the stars. Daniel chapter 12 is happening now. Knowledge shall increase, but those who are wise will shine as the sky. I woke up with the brightest sky of all time, the physical manifest Shekinah glory over Lake White Earth where I live. Lake White Earth, for the earth will turn whiter by the lake which is the anointing of the Son of God, and the whole earth will become a white lake. In the days ahead, the crystal sea, for those that are enthroned in the mid-heavens, the mid-heavenly, in the path of the seven lightnings, for the seven thunders have spoken. In the path of the seven stars, for the seven stars have spoken. And that path is laid out in righteousness, in purity, in holiness, and spotless garments. Who can ascend? You have to have clean garments, which is the righteous acts of the saints. Your clothing, is there stains on your clothing? What are your acts of the Holy Spirit right now? Is it stains? What are your acts of the Lamb of God right now? Stains? What are your acts of God the Father right now? You need to check your garments. You look at your garments. Are your garments white like snow, white like lamb's wool? Or do you have dirty garments? You need to change your covering to the covering of the leaves of the tree of life, the healing of the nations. And you do that by purifying yourself from the spirits of lust and all the secret things that you hide in your heart all unrighteous judgments and get clear and get clean before God the Father and before all the holy innocent angels. Then you shall ascend, not in your own strength, but in the power of the spirit of holiness that raised him from the dead. Romans 1. Amen. And then you have a dominion and authority as you rise in holiness and get the adultery and the immorality and the lust and the secret things that are hidden in you that you think people can't see, the light reveals everything. Greater light will reveal everything. We're going to walk in such light that nothing can be hidden in the entire earth in any man or woman's heart or even the children. Children can't hide what's in their heart. Even babies will reveal what's inside their DNA. It's true. So we need a clarity and a purity and a light and a brightness that we've never walked in before and it's imparted to you in every word if you can receive it and not be a foul bird and not be taken off into a, a dimension of pride and lust and sloth and not be taken away by the demon gods and the rank of principalities but if you can say bound to the Logos, we have this anchor for the soul. The Logos written word, it is written. And that written word, that Logos in your spirit is the only thing that keeps you bound to the mountain of the Lord in the lightning stairway of the second heavens. You can only ascend as high as you are grounded or anchored. Bible doesn't use grounded. 
uses the word anchor because it's a liquid path. It's liquid light that you're walking in, liquid love. And you'll grow in love as you walk up Zion, as you walk up the stairway of light. You walk up the stairway of the stars and the stairway of the lightnings, and you'll be purified as you rise, but you'll also be tempted to see if you take the counterfeit offers, offers of the demon gods right outside the path. It's a narrow, narrow path, and most fall and most don't make it, as you witnessed in full-time ministry in the past. They just... terrible. You're watching them drop like flies all over the world. Yeah, you've seen it in your own lifetime. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of failures and dis destructions and major, major failure. They claim we have failure in other ministries. We don't. It's not true. You're not my judge anyhow. Even if you did judge me, it wouldn't matter because of how much I judge myself from my father in me who judges me. That's why man's judgment is absolute trash. But the son of man's judgment and the sons of God judgment, I do listen to the counsel of all prophets and all apostles. If it comes from the father of the spirits and there's not some kind of religion in the soul, if it's a pure judgment, it comes from the white throne. And if the prophet and apostle is not mature enough to let the throne thunder, you're not even hearing from God, even if they're an apostle or prophet because of their immaturity. So most prophets and apostles are in diapers right now on earth and haven't even ascended into actual any heavenly Sanhedrin righteousness and all to even be a judge for their judgments are unrighteous judgment and their ministries are earthly. And if they grow up, they can become righteous and they can become wise like the firmament and like the stars. But these realms are mostly hidden from them because their hearts are evil because they haven't even circumcised their hearts and minds into a level and degree of maturity that God even calls teenage years. It's mostly like one, two, or three, and now I'm three years old in the spirit. I've been speaking in tongues for three years. Now I can become a pastor and go to Bible college, and there's no actual maturity. It's just religion. It's charismatic Pentecostal sorcery. And that's mostly what you've had in God TV land. Truth anyhow. And now we're going to come into a level of maturity that'll eclipse the satellites. It'll tell you what's going on in space. NASA calling Bob Jones. How far away is that meteor from the Earth, Bob? True. Bob Jones had a cell phone from NASA because he could see further than the Hubble telescope. True story. Bobby Connor has a cell phone from the CIA because he can detect terrorist attacks before they're even whispered amongst terrorists. True story right now. Bobby Connor has a cell phone for the CIA. You let us know, great prophet of God, if the terrorist is planning an attack on the USA. And he has a cell phone, just call the CIA right up in the Pentagon. Bob Jones had one from NASA because you can see further than we can and they acknowledged it because his spirit was so pure. And he could go so high in the heavenlies and he went into the path of the stars and that's why he brought such a clean doctrine that all those stars obey God's orbit in the celestial dimension. Amen. A lot of you need to go back and watch the Bob Jones stuff and get uneducated from all the false prophetic and get educated in the true prophetic that your righteousness might shine like the sun in the kingdom of your father forever. Amen. Holy Ghost. I was going to whisper tonight, but I'm just not that mature yet. Still yelling at the devil. So pray for me to 
grow in maturity that I can whisper seven thunders and seven lightnings because that'll bring a greater judgment upon the earth, upon Satan and the angels. I really long for that, to bring forth a whisper of God the Father and they said it thundered. But I still get irritated by people's demons so much that I raise my voice. But I'm not alone. Bobby does that too. I'm, am I yelling? Am I yelling? I'm just excited. Hallelujah. There's a maturing of the apostolic and the prophetic that's celestial that you can't even wrap your brain around right now. Some of you are going to see visions. You can wrap your spirit around it. Visions and dreams when God pours out his intelligence in all flesh, it is written. A divine intelligence of the spirit. Albert Einstein said, Great spirits have always been violently opposed by mediocre brains. Minds. Direct quote from Einstein. It's the spirit that's genius. It's the spirit that's smart. God is spirit. And so are you. And if you are to grow in God, especially in these more mature things of solid meat that I'm bringing today, your spirit intelligence is going to have to take over brain intelligence, and uh, that's honestly not asking much for most of you. <laughs> it's like Gandalf talking to Pippin right there. Oh, that's a good thing, isn't it? All right. Well, good. you guys are not the Shirelings. You're like... Aragorn. You're like elves. It's like an elvish tribe. Everyone's so wise and sleek around here. So slick. Look at all these slick people out here. City slickers. That's why Sauron used to be an elf. Because he was so slick. He had so much revelation. He just used it to rule instead of to serve others. End up making his bed in hell, didn't he? So a lot of cleaning up to do around here. Praise the standard that we may cheer an eternal jubilee that every eye can see. The greater glory coming down so that there is no frown. Not even with a clown. <laughs> I might dress up for Halloween like a queen of Israel. That's who the Shulamite warlord is, the bride of Christ, queen of Israel. Notice that only her enemy is called queen in Revelation, because once you deal with that in yourself, you step into true kingship. There is no queen. That's not true. The bride of the Lamb is queen. It's not mentioned there because of the pride of religion in the Christian souls. So John was not a stumbling block to you because he loves you. He's just dealing with the horror of Babylon in the believers only, which is all of our animal religion and our animal Christianity and our animal glory and our animal drunken glory and all of our animal sins that we cover up with our spirituality and justify it through spirituality. It's true. We use a covering of the things of the Spirit to cover our condition and call it grace. That's actually iniquity. 
That's not what grace is. Grace is the working of the word and the spirit to rise from the dead. The covering of the flesh of external graces is actually blasphemy. That's what the horror of Babylon is. The beast that blasphemes. It's the flesh self-justifying with external spirituality from God, but not using it to dynamically transfigure the spirit like Enoch to ascend an upward ascension into the heavenlies. So the elevation is still earthly and they're just earthly, which James calls in the Amplified Classic, ungodly and demonic. There's still demonic Christians with all the glory stuff. Truth anyhow, I think the fallen cherubim, Satan one of them, knows all about the glory since he was the covering cherub of glory, Ezekiel 28. You think you come into the glory, you're safe? You have the biggest red dot in your forehead of all time. If you don't renew your mind, you become exactly like the devil, the fallen cherub of glory. Ezekiel 28, it is written. And you'll stand there in astonishment. You'll even know about the ephod of the 12 stones on your breastplate of righteousness. Ezekiel 28, you wore all those gemstones on your, your breastplate. Lucifer, it is written. Ezekiel 28. Well, Luciferian Christianity is about all, about all you've ever known. That's why true righteousness is so foreign to you. And why there's four people watching right now. You know why? Luciferian Christianity. Not the God-inside-minded foundational stuff of developing the character into the transfiguration of the Spirit so that he who has a clean hands and pure heart can ascend the mountain of the Lord into the sun, in the twelve gates of the sun, into the heavenlies, into righteousness. Through wisdom, we ascend into righteousness. The Bible says, firmament, wisdom, Daniel 12, which means how do you get off the earth? Growing in wisdom, 12 pillars. How do you practice righteousness? Wisdom lifts you up into righteousness, Daniel 12, which is celestial, which is practicing seven lightnings and all the energy of 150 billion stars that praise God in your flesh and blood that only a few men and women of all time have ever walked in, but this righteous generation gonna walk in en masse with at least 144,000, the Bible says, of this Enochian physical transfiguration from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's written in the Word. It is written in the anchor for your soul into the Spirit to go higher and wider and deeper in the light of His purity, holiness, cleanness, crystal clear and sparkling path of living waters ascending physically into the heavenlies. And it's the kingdom of heaven in your spirit that's your access into higher dimensions in God's stars. And they'll always be under the dominion of the light of your spirit because that light in your spirit created them. Therefore, uncreated light has always had dominion over and above and through all created light in you. In Jesus' name. Amen? So the third heaven rules the second heaven. You have the kingdom of the third heaven in your spirit to take and conquer and be more than conquerors to rise from the dead and be seated with Christ in heavenly places, not just theoretically, not just prophetically, but 
physically a physical spirituality that shakes the heavens and the earth and all that can be shaken will die and be thrown in the lake of fire thanks be to god yeah. amen revelation 4 5 out from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder and in front of the throne seven blazing torches burned which are the seven spirits of god the sevenfold holy spirit and i saw lying on the open hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll a book written within and on the back closed and sealed with seven seals then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin said to me stop weeping see the lion of the tribe of Judah the root source of David has won has overcome and has conquered he can open the scroll and break its seven seals that's the pride in our souls you break your heart and mind with the word on fire it's the ability for your soul to rise from the dead then I saw as the lamb broke open one of the seven seals and as if in a voice of thunder I heard one of the four living creatures call out come when he the lamb broke open the seventh seal there was silence for about half an hour in heaven then I saw the seven angels who stand before God and to them were given seven trumpets then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them and he shouted with a loud voice like the roaring of a lion and when he had shouted the seven thunders gave voice and uttered their message in distinct words and when the seven thunders had spoken sounded I was going to write it down but I heard a voice from heaven saying seal up what the seven thunders have said do not write it down it was sealed until now the sons of thunder are what those who have the seven lightnings of the second heavens in their flesh and blood the cosmic tree of life the celestial garments and the voice of that realm is the seven thunders open now unsealed loosed but that when the days had come when the trumpet call of the seventh angels about to be sounded then God's mystery his secret design his hidden purpose as he had announced the glad tidings to his servants the prophets should be fulfilled accomplished and completed and at that very hour there was a tremendous earthquake and one-tenth of the city was destroyed fell seven thousand people perished in the earthquake and those who remained were filled with dread and terror and were awestruck and they glorified the god of heaven revelation 11:13. the 
seventh angel then blew his trumpet and there were mighty voices in heaven shouting the dominion kingdom sovereignty rule of the world has now come into the possession and become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ the Messiah and he shall reign forever and ever for the eternities of the eternities then another ominous sign wonder was seen in heaven behold a huge fiery red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven kingly crowns diadems upon his heads and as I stood on the sandy beach I saw a beast coming up out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads on his horns he had ten royal crowns diadems and blasphemous titles names on his heads then I saw another wonder sign token symbol in heaven great and marvelous warning of events of ominous significance there were seven angels bringing seven plagues afflictions calamities which are the last for with them God's wrath indignation is completely expressed reaches its climax and is ended and there came out of the temple sanctuary the seven angels bringing the seven plagues afflictions and calamities they were arrayed in pure gle gleaming linen and around their breasts they were wore golden girdles revelation 15 7 and one of the four living creatures then gave the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath and indignation of God who lives forever and ever in the eternities of the eternities. And the sanctuary was filled with smoke. From the glory, the radiance, the splendor of God and from his might and power and no one was able to go into the sanctuary until the seven plagues afflictions and calamities of the seven angels were ended then i heard a mighty voice from the temple sanctuary saying to the seven angels go and empty out on the earth the seven bowls of god's wrath and indignation then the seventh angel emptied out his bowl into the air and a mighty voice came out of the sanctuary of heaven from the throne of God saying it is done it is over it is all accomplished it has come one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls then came and spoke to me saying come with me and I will show you the doom, sentence, judgment of the great harlot, idolatrous, who is seated on many waters. And the angel bore me away, wrapped in the spirit, into a desert wilderness. And I saw a woman seated on a scarlet beast, and was all covered with blasphemous titles, names. And he had seven heads and seven horns. But the angel said to me, Why do you wonder? I will explain to you the secret symbolic meaning of the mystery of the woman, as well as of the beast having the seven heads and ten horns that carries her. 
This calls for a mind to consider that is packed with wisdom and intelligence. It is something for a particular mode of thinking and judging of thoughts, feelings, and purposes. The seven heads are seven hills upon which the woman is sitting. And they are also seven kings, five of whom have fallen. One still exists and is reigning. The other, the seventh, has not yet appeared. And when he does arrive, he must stay but a brief time. And as for the beast that once was, but now is no more, he himself is an eighth ruler, king, and head. But he is of the seven and belongs to them, and he goes to perdition, destruction, and hell. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven final plagues, afflictions, calamities came and spoke to me. He said, come with me and I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. You know, that's your soul after being annihilated on truth. When the cross and the Father's love annihilates your flesh and your soul and your spirit, only then do you become the Lamb's wife. Truth in you. Revelation 21, 20. The fifth onyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst, the believer's rewards at a gemstone celestial cosmic garment level. Revelation 22, 6. And he of the seven angels further said to me, These statements are reliable, worthy of confidence, and genuine and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his messenger angel to make known and exhibit to his servants what must soon come to pass. Amen! God bless you guys. Sow into the sun and have some fun. Redlettermen.com. Amen. This is the sixth day of Raise the Roof Kenya. Tomorrow's the last day to give in to the overflow. So if you want to sow into the sun of righteousness with healing in his wings and beams, you have two days to do it. 
I know there's a window of opportunity, just like in seed time and harvest. There's only windows of sowing and only windows of reaping. This is an open window for sowing into the angel of the treasuries of the second heaven stars. They will bring forth a harvest for you, 30, 60, 100 fold, according to the intentions of your heart as you give. But sow and give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, and running over, according to the measure you give, will be the same measure you receive in finances, giving into the sons of God.
consciousness, peace, and joy. You know I 